Hello everyone, Mark here with a teaser of what's happening over on Patreon. Every month a new bonus episode is released on Patreon for members to show my appreciation of the support they are extending to the show. These bonus episodes have allowed me to head back through the series episodes where I take topics that were covered briefly and then explore them in a little more detail. These bonus episodes haven't taken anything away from my initial vision of the series, but have allowed me to supplement it with topics in isolation. This teaser is designed to give you an idea of the topics we cover and if these bonus episodes would be of interest to yourself. The teaser for the latest release will remain on the normal feed for a month and then replace with the teaser of the next bonus episode to come out. If you are interested in supporting the series, please consider heading over to the Casting Through Ancient Greece Patreon page, where you can get access to these bonus episodes plus other benefits. Hello and welcome back to our bonus episode for March 2023 and thanks for all the support here on Patreon. We have been looking closer at the institutions and developments politically within both Athens and Sparta. So far we have looked at the education system that developed in Sparta that would produce the Spartan men the state desired to see guide the society forward. We then turned to another system within Sparta that would allow for the Spartan way of life to occur, this being through the Spartan slave class known as the Helots. From here we then turned our attention to Athens where we looked at how the political system was changing, this being through the reforms of the deems and tribes within Athens that would lead to a more democratic situation developing. For this episode we are sticking with Athens and the same time period we looked at last episode. We will now focus on the political mechanism that would develop known as ostracism. We have looked at the system through the series along the way and touched on it briefly last episode with Chrysostomus' reforms, though I wanted to try and bring all the bits of information together that have been presented around ostracism and also outline some examples throughout Athens history where it would be used. We will first begin by looking at the introduction of this mechanism through Chrysostomus and why the system would come about. From here we can then look at what it was supposed to achieve in theory, with us then looking at examples where it would be utilised. Here we will then be able to look at if the reality of how it was being used aligned with the theory that had seen its implementation in the first place. Once looking at all of this, I think we'll then have a nice tidy episode that brings us together all the bits and pieces we have previously brought up in relation to the system of ostracism. So last episode we focused on the reforms of the system of tribes under Chrysostomus, and we looked a little at the background of Chrysostomus coming to a position of power in Athens. We also briefly looked at these other reforms, with ostracism being one. This episode we are going to make this our sole focus, though we will probably cover some elements that we have spoken about recently. So let's start by looking at what the mechanism of ostracism was. If you look up ostracism in the dictionary, you will find a definition along the lines of exclusion from a society or social group. This is the modern meaning of the word, but has obtained this meaning from the ancient practice of ostracism. In our times, this word can be applied to any scenario where someone is excluded. But in ancient Athens, it was purely a political practice. The word itself derives from the Greek word for pottery shard, an ostraca. These would be used to cast votes. These ostraca acted as scrap paper the voters would scratch the name of their chosen candidate. Every year after its inception, Athenian citizens present at the assembly would be asked if they wished for an ostracism to take place that year. If the majority were in favour of one taking place, the vote of who would be the target of the ostracism would be held with the assembly some months later. What citizens were being asked to do here was select a political figure who they believed was gathering power for their own benefit and potentially threatening Athenian democracy. 
The figure who would receive the most votes during the Assembly's ostracism vote would have to depart not only Athens itself, but the larger polis identity of Athens, including all of Attica. They would be forced to live in exile for 10 years, where they would not have any direct political connections to the city. They would still retain their property and wealth within Athens, and after 10 years they would be able to return to the city and take up a place in society. So let's now move on to why Athens needed such a system in place to protect its political system. Now we have followed the developments of Athens politically in the series before and touched on it during some previous bonus episodes. It's in these developments that we find the reason as to why ostracism would emerge as a mechanism to safeguard the political system. As we have seen, Athens, coming into the Archaic period, was governed by an aristocracy, meaning a small elite group had a hold on power. However, as Athens grew and the elements outside of nobility became more essential to the wealth and security, risks between the classes would become more frequent and violent. Measures had to be taken place after some of these periods to try and address this crisis, as we saw with Draco's and Solon's reforms. Though ultimately, the aristocracy were still trying to retain their position in Athenian society, with the reforms undertaken not going far enough to close the gap. This would then see the political figure of the tyrant emerge in Athens, who would originally become a champion of the people. This would almost always be a member of the aristocracy who would have designs on holding power in their own right. They would recognise the rift between the people and the Eupatridae and would take advantage of this by offering to promise the general population more political power. This would then see them try and take power with a large backing behind them. Even early on, the majority of men who would make up the military in times of war would only have limited political power. If their support could be secured, this would see the tyrant in a position of strength. Athens' experience with tyranny would be most pronounced through the last half of the 6th century. This would be with Pisistratus, who would finally get a grip on power after his third attempt. Pisistratus would be an example of how a tyrant wasn't necessarily a bad figure. By most accounts, his rule would see Athens in a better position politically and socially than under the aristocratic rule. However, tyranny was a very unpredictable system, with the character of the ruling tyrant being one of the main factors in how the system would evolve. Well, I hope you enjoyed that taste of what's happening over on Patreon. If you would like to support the series, please consider heading over to Patreon, where you can gain access to the full version of this episode, plus many more. Alternatively, you can head to the Casting Through Ancient Greece website and click on the Support the Series button, where you can discover many ways to extend your support to the show. Thank you everyone for listening to the series, and I hope you continue to enjoy what is to come in the future.